Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want you to know that the mothership has landed. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership, the, the, the mothership. Let's go, man. I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Hey, that's all that really matters. We appreciate you being with us on this Tuesday. We'll get some more trashes coming up here shortly. What's bugging you on the phones at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. If you're on hold, hang right there because first up is our guest for the morning. CBS Sports College football analyst used to hear him right here in this time slot mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Our good friend, Brian Jones, my man, how you doing? D to the A. I am excellent. It's good to be back on the mothership. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Good to hear your voice. Good to have you back on the mothership. And what the heck is going on with Alabama? Early season <laughs> blip? Or is this done? Are they an average team now? Uh, I would say they're a little above average considering the talent they've amassed. But there have been glaring issues. On the offensive line since the first ball game versus Middle Tennessee, everyone wanted to put, it, put the blame squarely on the shoulders of Jalen Miro. But that was a bunch of bull dookie. If you scour the film, as I am, you would see that they've got major issues up front. They're not physical. They're getting knocked on their ass. And they can't open up holes consistently. That Texas ball game, they started the game nicely. They were able to run the rock for about five, seven yards a pop in that first quarter, and then Texas shut that down, and they had to rely on the arms and legs of Jalen Miro. And that's another reason it was so perplexing, the overreaction last week to not start Miro. Now, of course, Coach Saban has announced that he will start uh, versus Ole Miss this weekend. But how much trust does Jalen Miro now have in his offensive coordinator, who obviously didn't go to bat for him with his guy, Buckner waiting in the wings who got to start last week. So now you thrust Miro back into action. And if I'm him, I'm I'm not believing a damn word from that offensive staff. I'm just going to go out and ball. And obviously, again, they can't coach a dual threat, which is, is what he is, and a very talented young man. And 
We just need to see some growth uh, out of him, and you need to develop him. And here's the other deal. When you're at certain places, you run what those guys can run. When you get to another place, you run what those guys can run. And you can't go in there just set, dead set on your philosophy because you're not going to always have kids with a skill set that aligns with that philosophy. You have to be flexible as a coach, and that's what the great ones are. They're flexible. And we've even seen Nick Saban, as rigid as he can be, become flexible when Lane Kippen was his OC. And everyone's, oh, this is not going to work. Coach is old man football. And Kippen came in and sexied up that offense, found those matchups, utilized all that talent at running back and receiver. And they opened up the offense. The same with Coach Sark when he was there and, and what he's doing at Texas now. So Saban can be flexible. Your offensive coordinator needs to be flexible as well. And if he can't coach a guy – with as much talent as Milrow. And, yes, there's growth that's needed. You can't be a one-progression quarterback and win at the top of this league or any other league for that matter. So there's need to be growth on his part, but you have to develop him. That's why you get all the damn money so you can help these players develop. Our guy Brian Jones joining us this morning on the show from CBS Sports. Concerning it all, the Texas followed up that awesome win at Alabama with a very sluggish game against Wyoming. There's a bear poop in the woods. Yeah, man, it was <laughs> concerning. It was very concerning. It gave me a heart attack watching that mess Saturday night, but there was a lot of messy performances uh, throughout college football. That's why it was interesting, all the, uh, uh, the complaining about the slate of games we had last week. And it's funny to me, B.A., uh, being in this college football business, you, you hear fans through, throughout the offseason lamenting the fact that they don't have college football. Then they get college football. Now they're upset with the quality <laughs> of the football they get. Shut up and just enjoy the damn games. How about that? Because they'll be gone before you know it. Here we are in week four already. So, yeah, that was a little uh, disconcerting to watch uh, my, my horns perform in the manner in which they did. And I said all week because we had Wyoming first weekend of the season versus Texas Tech, and they came back from 17 down to win uh, that ball game. And, and, and so we knew they were going to walk in the Austin, not giving a damn about what Texas had done the week before. They're a tough, gritty, physical football team, and that's what they showcased. But Texas found a way to stretch out the lead there in the end and hopefully they will learn from that experience and, and you expect somewhat of a letdown after such an emotional victory on the road at a big time program such as Alabama and then you go home he's okay it's Wyoming even though they were undefeated so uh, they were able to get out unscathed but yes definitely concerning all right so last week Jay Norvell took a shot at Deion Sanders and we all assumed well, that's not going to look good because they're going to lose by 30 points one way or the other. And they took him to double overtime. And this was a huge talk topic. Does everybody that crushed Norvell for saying what he said deserve to give him an apology? Because clearly what he said, if it didn't hurt his team, it may have even helped his team. Well, and that's exactly what his objective was, to help his team. And, and he, he did that. And for those to... Um, make this a racial thing. Oh, another black man taking on a... Give me a break. Really? 
this dude was trying to fire up his football team, and he did a damn well job firing up his football team because I didn't expect Colorado State, after what they had shown up to this point, uh, up to last Saturday night, who expected them to go in and make that game competitive? No one. So he used uh, his own unique manner in firing up his football team, getting them ready uh, to focus on, 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 on Colorado. And they, their coaching staff had done an excellent job, especially offensively, figuring out how to attack that Colorado defense. And, and they were just matching them point for point, if not for the turnovers. They, they definitely possibly win, those game, win that game. And the cheap shots didn't help. Uh, so uh, penalties and turnovers really did – Colorado stayed in, but Coach Norvell, as you saw at the end of the game, he and Deion, uh, Coach Prime embrace. I don't think there's any uh, any problem there, acrimonious relationship or anything. It was a rivalry game, and that's what you're going to have. You expect trash talking. Unfortunately, you had excessive dirty hits in the ball game, uh, and, and but that's what I expect. I didn't see or read any more into it than that, and everyone else is now going off on these wild goose chases with this being uh, discriminatory and and black-on-black crime. That's a bunch of bulldookie. Hallelujah. Brian Jones joins us this morning on the show. All right, finally, Ohio State and Notre Dame. This is a top-10 matchup at night at Notre Dame and South Bend. What's your feeling on this? What's your lean on this? Can the Irish pull the upset? Dude, I'm going to have to drop one of them $5 words on you. I'm vacillating on this one, man. (laughs) Uh, uh, I keep going back and forth. The Irish at home and that running game and what Audric Estime is doing for them, running the rock, uh, that looks pretty dang good. And and, and Hartman, as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, obviously – Ohio State has the better wide receiver room. But I think I'm going to go with Hartman. If they can protect Hartman, uh, he's one heck of a quarterback. Uh, he's actually elevated his play this short stint he's, he's had with Notre Dame. He's gone from a 59% passer uh, there at Wake Forest to a 71% passer now at, at Notre Dame. So I'm going to lean Irish barely. Uh, in, in this one, but they better really bow their neck and, and stop the running game of Ohio State. Ohio State had their best rushing uh, last week, uh, 204 on the ground in that drubbing of, of Western Kentucky, and that's actually what Notre Dame is averaging on the ground. is about 204, estimate and, and company. So I'm going to go with the fighting Irish, man. All right, Brian Jones joining us. Is it weird to have the Big Ten games now coming through CBS when you guys were SEC for so long? It is not weird at all. I am loving it. It's weird to have as many double headers as we've had, but uh, we're taking it all in stride, man. It's been fun. We, we, we've got now two uh, big-time conferences on, on, our, on our network, and obviously we'll lose the SEC uh, next week. But uh, next week, next year. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool having the Big Ten and, and, and having the SEC. This is a good weekend for CBS. The 3.30 Eastern kick is Bama hosting Ole Miss, two top 15 teams, Lane Kiffin going to Tuscaloosa. And then the late kick is Iowa-Penn State, two top 25 teams as well in Happy Valley. So really good doubleheader there on CBS. Watch all the college football action on CBS Sports Network and CBS throughout the week featuring Brian Jones and company. My man, it's always great to catch up. Thank you so much for the time this morning. 
Anytime, brother. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks so much. Brian Jones joining us, and he was formerly in this time slot, part of Geo and Jones for a couple of years here, so part of the CBS Sports Radio family. Good to have him back on the show. We'll talk more about Ohio State Notre Dame as we make our way through the morning, certainly, or make our way through the week, rather, as we get to Saturday night. But that's top 10 matchup from South Bend. Wake up the echoes. Should be fun. On a Trash Tuesday, Carla with a K is in Idaho on the phones. Carla with a K, good morning. Good morning, DA. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I have a recommendation for you, and I have a trash. Okay. So, you know, I read the article. Well, because, you know, we're D-Aliens and you are on the mothership, I mean, you should be supported in your thought about aliens, right? That's a great point. Very good point. Yeah. And are you still having to um, feed AJ in the middle of the night and you're watching stuff? Uh, no, no, that was the first, that was the first month or so where we had Mm -hmm. to hold him and he wasn't sleeping in the bassinet without us. But then we got him the bassinet, uh, swaddled. And so that's how he slept. He would wake up once or twice for feeding. Now he usually wakes up once per night for feeding swaddled, but we're good to go. Like he can lay down without us. And and that's been that way for the last couple of months. So he's doing a lot better. Oh, congratulations on that. It's always, you know, those first few months are a little hard and oh my gosh, on baby yeah. and mom first and dad. Weeks, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do it a few more times and you'll become old hands at it. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, if you have time to like stream something, I came across something as I was recuperating from oral surgery and I think you might enjoy it to help you support your de-alien or your alien theories okay. because... I thought that was kind of interesting. I started watching a show called The Mystery of Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh. Yeah, and it's kind of scientific-oriented. I mean, they've got some guy that's an astrophysicist trying to find out if there are aliens in this one specific area over a spot in Utah. So, anyway, it's kind of interesting. It sucked me in, I have to admit. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and this is a documentary series? Kind of, yeah, yeah. And it's like three or four seasons long already. I started watching it in the second season because I'm sitting there, you know, in pain watching TV. And anyway, I kind of got sucked in and watched the next season or two because it was very, it just drew me in. And you might find some some support for your alien thoughts. (laughs) Okay. All right, very good. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate the phone call and the suggestion. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Carla. It's Trash Tuesday, so dial us up with your trashes or your suggestions. Yeah, my theory was that this F-35, I keep wanting to call it a Ford F-150, but it's a fighter jet. F-35 had the pilot eject from it, and then it went missing. And I'm like, how does a freaking fighter jet over the U.S. go missing? And so eh, maybe flippantly I said, you know, how about aliens? Because what would have the technology to make this thing disappear or be cloaked so that we couldn't track our own F-35? Now, it turns out that it crashed into the middle of a field, I suppose. But my theory has always been about this with aliens. If you look up into the sky at night, I'm nothing if not pragmatic. If you look up into the sky at night, you see a galaxy of stars. Our sun is a star. 
if every single one of those stars up there is potentially another sun to another galaxy or solar system, what are the odds we are the only planet with intelligent life? Slim to none. If all of those potentially could be suns, I realize not all of them are, but all of them could be suns of other solar systems. I mean, come on. And I think that people are more are getting more and more into aliens. People were always into aliens and abductions and invasions. I mean, go back to War of the Worlds and forever. But I think we're more, we have more content and shows and documentaries about it because it's closer than ever. I mean, basically the U.S. military is admitting, yeah, we've had contact. And we are now, we've got all of these, you know, departments that are in charge of UFO relations and stuff like this. I mean, you know, they're basically telling us we've had connection with intelligent life. They don't want to freak us out. They don't want to be like, yeah, you know, we have a handshake agreement, you know, to to give Alaska over to the aliens in, you know, the year 3000. They're not going <laughs> to, okay? But they, they've got a lot of good intel, and they're, get, they're drip, drip, dripping us a little bit to see how if we'll freak out. And I think most people are not that freaked out anymore, which is good. Because, you know, the, the, old, the old narrative was that aliens are here to invade us and take over the Earth. I, I think we're past that. If they wanted to, they would have done this already. I think aliens are kind of reaching out like, uh, can you guys evolve a little bit? Because it would be cool to have a buddy on the block. And we're just not evolved enough to not freak out, or we haven't been, to where aliens would come in and, you know, be whatever. Chill. Like, I don't know if they're going to sit down and watch Monday Night with you, but I, they're, they're not here to take over the world or else they would have done so already. So the government's drip, drip, dripping it to see how far they can get the, the public to be cool with this. And, I, you know, we're getting closer to this because everyone knows it's pretty evident now that they've got pretty solid intel that, yeah, it's out there. Thankfully, it's not antagonistic. They could have pointed some giant laser beam at us years ago because they probably had this technology for thousands of years and we're just starting to get to it. Could have blown us up. They're not doing it. They don't need us in that way. They're not going to enslave us for some moon colony. You know, so it's fine. They're cool. Apparently, they're cool, which is good. I'll have to check this out. Skinwalker Ranch, huh? I don't think we need to like draw with our fork and mashed potatoes anymore. It's fine. They're cool. I think. I mean, I haven't run into one. Skinwalkers aren't cool. Skinwalkers are not cool. So they, well, this no. is a brand of aliens that are they're, they're shapeshifters, antagonistic. But that's not okay. That's not terrible, right? Eh. Well, are they? Are, they're not waging battle against us. So they're not killing anybody, right? I don't know. I've heard skinwalkers in the mountains. If you like, if you whistle around them or something like that, they'll attack you. It's a lot of weird stuff with them. Oh, oh, so yeah. this is a combative relationship with this type of alien. Yeah, don't mess with skinwalkers. So, Bacha, you've heard about this, but you haven't seen it. I don't watch the show because it's stupid and these things aren't real, but the conspiracies say they're aggressive. You, you think that aliens aren't real in general? No, aliens or... are real. Do I think they make contact? No. And you don't think they're hanging out in the mountains of Utah and if no. you whistle, they'll come and they'll fight you like a, the sharks and the jets in uh, West Side Story? Definitely not. When we come back here on the show, more trash is to be had and the Tide's quarterback problem. D.A., CBS Sports Radio. That's a bunch of bull, Dookie. Hallelujah. D.A. on CBS Sports Radio. 
That was Brian Jones, CBS Sports College football analyst, who just joined us the last segment, and we were talking about the Alabama quarterback issue. And he brought up a good point. If you're Jalen Milrow and you just watched two more of your backups struggle in the same offense as Saban's looking for a spark against a bad USF team, what does that give you in terms of confidence for the scheme? Maybe none. And so for the first time in a long time, Alabama might have a coaching problem. And we never say that because Saban's at the top of this food chain and Saban's one of the greats of all time. But Jalen Milrow is clearly their best option at QB. They don't really even have a second option that's serviceable. But do they have a staff? Do they have a play caller? Do they have offensive minds on that staff that can maximize what Milrow brings to the table? He might not be Tua. He might not be Jalen Hurts. He might not be Bryce Young. But, you know, you got to make it work with a, with a, with a, roster full of five-star kids so there is a problem right now in Alabama and it's crazy to think about but it's a coaching problem but they've got enough talent to win and not be struggling in a one possession game against South Florida that's for damn sure it is a trash Tuesday and so Dan tweets yet another Tuesday yet another Tuesday I'm trashing my trash boss Hashtag trash him. Get that guy a napkin. We've heard Pat Boyle use the terms alphas and betas here on the show when he's been producing. Today, we've got EJ in the producing chair. Brian tweets, the only people who use alpha and beta are insecure dudes who peaked in high school. So unless this show is about acne and prom dates, hashtag trash him. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. Ducks and Fins and Rangers says the only people with an issue regarding Alpha Beta are clearly betas, so trash them. Luke, it's the trash compactor. And Kevin tweets, I'm trashing all the people that think Boyle is being serious about all this beta stuff and spreading seed everywhere. You obviously have not been paying attention to the show, while Mraz says other stuff for attention constantly. Trash Please. Them. Please keep your social distancing. Speaking of, Bouncing Baby Boy is trashing Mraz for being a fake fan. One minute he's down to the Giants and giving up hope, then they barely win and he, quote, never lost hope. I don't buy it. He sucks as a fan and needs to take a lap. Hashtag boycotting the porkinator. Hashtag get him out. I smell rotten eggs. Luckily, it's not that hard to boycott Mraz around here anymore. <laughs> Who? Easy. He's only on the show for three minutes a week, and it's a fake version of him, computer-generated. So <laughs> you don't really have to go very far. No, just as talented, just as deep, just as emotionally mature. <laughs> Bad GPT or the actual Shawnee. A couple of people waited and said all these Monday Night Football doubleheaders is because of the writer's strike, but I don't think those are connected. They're going to move Monday Night Football or simulcast Monday Night Football later in the season to ABC as well to fill up programming there, but they're not adding Monday Night games to the schedule because of that, right? Correct. These are two separate things. This is this is the uh, advancement of the crappy doubleheader that you've been discussing, The that first Monday night we used to get two games. This is the next step of that. And there, I know that there are more, and there's at least one more next week, but this is about negotiating ESPN, getting more games and a new deal for all the money that they yeah. pay. 
But as you said, moving forward, I think it's 10 total Monday night games. Singular games will be on ABC and ESPN, and that's because they don't have fresh TV shows to put on because of the strikes. Right. As powerful as 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 the NFL is, just because there's a writer strike doesn't mean that ABC goes, okay, we need more games on Monday night. <laughs> Move all the games on Monday <laughs> right. night. We, we need content and programming. These have been scheduled for a while. It's just that the ones that have been scheduled for just ESPN are now going to be on ABC because ABC doesn't have any sitcoms to run on Monday nights because there's no writers. I mean, they have almost nothing. You can't even, there's even people saying that like Dancing with the Stars shouldn't start because that show technically has writers and the writers are on strike too. So there could be nothing that's new on TV sometime soon. So you're going to probably get all sorts of simulcasts and re- replays and maybe the banana splits will make their return to somebody to fill up some... What is scripted about Dancing with the Stars? Uh, what is what? I guess the stuff that the like, hosts say in that a break and stuff like that. Welcome scripted? back to Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but they're they they're they're they they're a writer's shop, I guess. Yeah, you'd be surprised at how much stuff is a union shop or writer shop in Hollywood. Um, I wonder if this is a time for us to pitch Nomad to the networks. I don't see why you wouldn't. Kristen in Buffalo is trashing cigarette smokers. I'm in the office today and forget people who smoke existed until I smelled them walking by. It's gross. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. Every time you smell a smoker, you're like, wow, it smells awful from five feet away, and you're putting that in your mouth? (laughs) You just keep sucking that smell down your throat? It's a tough one. Yeah, and, and it's a big change for me. Such a negative reaction to cigarette smoke. But a guy walked by this morning at five something smelling a weed, and I was like, "Good for you, buddy. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, good Why for not? You. It's allowed. Let it rip. But a cigarette's a waste of time. Get yourself a pork shoulder." Mariana <laughs> tweets: "Trash the neighborhood kids for kicking my two-year-old's ball into a tree, and trash me for letting them play with it in the first place." So frustrating. And Green Bay Gobbler brings up a story that I'm just going to mention, and I think I'm going to guarantee we address it tomorrow. It might be stunned. It might not be. But if you haven't heard of this yet, the headline is Naked Man on LSD and Cocaine Falls into Pit at New Bills Stadium Site. Mm -hmm. So that's a story right up our alley. We spent most of the day talking about Monday Night Football. And, um, well, I think this feels like a full segment or an hour or two tomorrow. It appears that this man was also covered in waste, human waste. Mm. And the pit was 30 to 40 feet down. Oh, yeah. If we weren't misplacing fighter jets, that would have been today's stun to a news. <laughs> we could have misplaced the fighter jet in this hole. And this guy survived um, and um, is okay, I guess. That's how they found him. They were looking for the jet, and he was laying next to the jet in the same hole. <laughs> and Leland tweets, I'm trashing anyone who uses the term toxic masculinity. It's okay for a man to be a man. <laughs> There's alphas, betas, and omegas in this world. Deal with it. What a beatdown. Uh, taking it's, Boyle seriously is an interesting decision. Right? Could you imagine? taking what Boyle says and going to battle over it. And clearly we're joking because 
clearly I'm an alpha, but I play beta <laughs> for the for the bit. I mean, that should be your first tip off. You come off as a beta. You come off as a loser. <laughs> also, I don't even uh, Omega to me is a fish oil that you take. Is there? That's also a thing. I am so out to lunch on this. Who's alphas? Who's betas? Gen what's Z, omegas? Boomers. I'm almost certain that they actually rank mutants in the X-Men universe from <laughs> Omega-level mutants and things of that nature. <laughs> These might as well be sororities at Texas Tech. I have no idea what we're talking about here. Speaking of betas, though, I saw Shep this morning. Another rare Shep hangover. <laughs> Speaking of betas. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, I mean, actually, Shep looked like he wouldn't even qualify for the alphabet like Sean didn't make the obesity chart. I mean, Shep's hair was all over the place. He was dressed right? in what I sleep in, like T-shirts and mesh shorts, and he's typing away. Super nice. Once again, he's always listening. Had like three different compliments about the show. Yeah. We talked about life, his life. I, I told him that we had mentioned him finding the couple and the doing naughty things. And his, he's like, oh, my, can you believe that happened still? So Shep and is in mid-season form. I love Shep because his take back in the day was don't disrespect me yes. by doing that in the sales right. pit and making me find you. It was I much like Tofu a lot. It was much like Pete thanking Sean on behalf of the network. <laughs> Shep would, did not want you to besmirch himself or CBS Sports Radio by defiling a desk after hours in the sales department. <laughs> Yes, because that's what I'm sure they were thinking. <laughs> uh, we are in the throes of passion, but honey, let's not go there. We don't want to disrespect Shep's work ethic. <laughs> we can't do this to Shep. <laughs> honey, honey, think of Shep. We can't. Let's just go let's go home. I was disgustingly off. <laughs> Uh, the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit <laughs> Union, who proudly served the Armed Forces DOD. We know where all our ships are. Veterans and their families. <laughs> their members <laughs> Learn more at NavyFederal.org. T.J. Watt, history last night. Watt had a sack, which made him the franchise leader in the category. Well, wow, that's interesting. He's now the all-time leading sacks leader in Steelers history, which is pretty big. Not to mention, Watt also had the scoop and score later, where the Steelers win... Big night that the Steelers and T.J. Watt won't forget soon. Bogues has our final headlines of the morning. And we begin with T.J. Watt. Watt, T.J. Watt, that's his name. The sack record, the touchdown on the fumble return, the first score of his career. So two more notes for a potentially Canton-worthy career. There's so much ball left to play for me that uh, I'm not going to think about anything like that until I'm, I'm done playing. I'm just trying to make as many plays as possible, win as many games, and um, try to be a positive contributor for this team. Watt's 16-yard scoop and score mid-fourth quarter put the Steelers ahead for good. It was their second defensive touchdown of the night. They beat the Browns 26-22 in Pittsburgh, leaving both teams at 1-1. One and one. Cleveland goes home with bigger concerns than just the loss. Running back Nick Chubb suffered a significant left knee injury on a low hit from Minka Fitzpatrick in the second quarter. Chubb is very likely done for the year. His teammate, Miles Garrett. That's it's our brother. That's my brother. And uh, I've been together for a long time. And I mean, it's a blow for the whole team. And we don't want his injury to be in, in vain. You know, we got to push on. You know, that's what he wants us to do. 
Jerome Ford replaced Chubb, ran for 106 yards, scored a touchdown through the air, but this is now 20 consecutive regular season losses in Pittsburgh for the Browns. The Saints got two scores from reserve runner Tony Jones Jr. for a 2017 win in Carolina. They're 2-0 for the first time in 10 years. Bryce Young, meanwhile, held to 153 yards, sacked four times in his prime time debut. Kind of interesting, right, that the Saints under Sean Payton had not been 2-0 and in a decade. I, would they just have bad luck inside an NFC South game that just would prevent them from getting a 2-0 every year? I mean, because even 10 years going back, that still would include Drew Brees, right? So, like, yeah. how do they never yeah, yeah. get off to a really good start? Well, I think what ended up happening was the early Drew Brees years were the more dominant Drew Brees years when they went to the Super Bowl and won it in 09. They went to the NFC Championship game as well. And then there were some not-so-great seasons thrown in there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we probably remember the Saints' Sean Payton years as maybe a little bit more glorious than they were because they won that one Super Bowl. Um I'd have to look back, but yeah, there's probably a bunch of like nine and sevens, ten and sixes in there that just happen to be one and one to start off. Michigan State sent Mel Tucker a five-page letter yesterday informing him he will be fired for cause and explaining why. It is all because of Tucker's inappropriate actions towards Brenda Tracy. Tucker has seven days to make an official defense. Uh, it's not exactly Jay Norvell saying Dion should take off his cap and sunglasses when talking to adults. It's just Lane Kiffin wondering who's actually running the Alabama defense ahead of Saturday's game in Tuscaloosa. The Ole Miss coach first out of the weekend. They think DB's coach Travaris Robinson was calling plays against Ooh. USF, not coordinator Kevin Steele. The tide called BS, so Kiffin explained himself yesterday. We saw things on TV copy just where it was different, you know, of first off of what the play looked like, the calls and stuff. And then so we looked into that further. And then, I mean, ain't no secret. We kind of, people in these buildings know each other. So obviously got some information that way too. So he's got some moles wow. on the Tide staff telling and him things. And admitting it. Yeah, so the speculation is Nick Saban gave the play-calling duties to Robinson after Texas carved up the Tide. But Saban unprompted on Monday, that was yesterday, uh, said that this is definitely not true, but Kiffin's not backing down from his inside information. And again, what they observed on their TV copy of the game from Saturday. Wow. And this is definitely Kiffin tweaking the the tide as much as possible and save it as much as possible before this game. Yep. Because he knows that they're a little vulnerable right now. And uh, he's he's loving every minute of this. And the same thing like Colorado State. The only thing you can say afterwards is now they just better score some points. You know, you get shut out by one or two guys calling plays after you put this out there. You, you get you know you have to get to eat some stuff on Saturday yep. night, Sunday morning. But otherwise, fair game. Tell me what, tell me all the things you got. Yes, Kiffin is trying to create more of a narrative of Alabama doesn't know what it's doing right now. Yep. And that they're desperate. And he, he's loving that. And if, look, if he takes advantage of it on Saturday, good for him. Uh, Cardinals righty Adam Wainwright was stuck on 198 career wins for two and a half months with retirement looming. But now he's won back-to-back starts to reach the milestone with time to spare. That's one of the most fun games I've ever pitched in my whole life. You know, um, certainly will go down as a top three moment for me ever, you know, baseball-wise. So um, glad I got to do it here in front of our fans. Wainwright, seven shutout innings in a one nothing decision over the Brewers and a quick check of the AL West. The Astros and Rangers lost last night. The Mariners won, so Houston's lead on those two teams down to a game and a half. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. You know, I was wrong. There's a bunch of really good seasons with 
Sean Payton even at the end of of Breeze's career. Now this this drought of ten years without going two and zero dates back to obviously twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. They went seven and nine three straight years. 14, 15, 16. So obviously you're not going to have good starts there. But 17, 18, 19, 20, 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. Just so happened the first year they went 11 and 5, they started 0 and 2. Then it was 1 and 1, 1 and 1, 1 and 1. So they had really good seasons despite going 1 and 1 a couple of years in a row. Uh, when we come back here on the show, advanced analytics and your epic fail, plus more trash is DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. So, Phil Mickelson posted a mea culpa or something, saying that he's not going to be betting or playing fantasy football this year because it took too much time away from his family. And we thought it was curious that he included fantasy football in that. So the question becomes, have you ever neglected your family just to play fantasy football? 65% of you said, no! No! Which is more shocking that 35% of you said yes. Neglected the family for fantasy football? How long does it take to make out your lineup? Now, data tells us that fantasy gridiron football was created by Bill Winkenbach, former part owner of the Raiders back in 1962. The first fantasy football league was a group of friends in a New York City hotel. They called themselves the Greater... Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League. Is that so? Last year, over 62 million people joined and participated in fantasy sports across the U.S. and Canada. 79% of those played fantasy football. A consulting firm tried to determine how many companies are losing productivity due to workers chinkering with fantasy lineups on the job. The firm estimates about $13 billion annually is lost by companies across the country. That sounds about right. All right. 
It's a Trash Tuesday, and so the trash is coming in. Matt tweets, I'm trashing announcers who say the first pick in regards to any first-round pick. I heard Joey Porter Jr. referred to as the number one pick because the Steelers didn't have a first-round player. It drives me nuts. Hashtag stinky debris. That's just offensive. Kyle tweets, I'm trashing the hashtag toast drop on Thursdays. It's Booskies, 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 D.A. Trash it. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. Barbecue Hams is trashing Matt Canada in his offense every week until he gets fired. Hashtag beta. Hashtag trash him. That's just human filth. Adriana tweets, I hate to do it, but I got to trash DK Metcalf. Dude needs to grow up and stop causing issues on the field. Control your temper and trash talk. It's hurting the team. Trash them. It's the landfill. Overnight in El Paso. And Mariana was kind enough, or Adriana rather, was kind enough to send me a nice DM about AJ not long ago. And I responded, and I still haven't heard from her. So Adriana, respond to my DM. Matt tweets, happy. Oh, no, that was also we just already read. Sorry about that. Uh, all right, let's get to your epic fail of the morning. I'll get to more trashes here. And our epic fail of the morning comes to us from Ryan Botcher, one of the Diaper D aliens who's on the board today in for Pete the Body for his third week of paternity leave. This is the last week that Pete will be off. And Botcher took a sledgehammer to those that don't know about the classic kid show from the 60s, The Banana Splits. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. So I fell down the rabbit hole of watching 2000s boomerang commercials yesterday. And I put out, has anyone seen the banana splits? How old are you again? Nobody on my friends list has heard of it or watched it. This is the show from the 70s? It was 68. I think it was two years. We do not care. Oh my God. Corny. Lame. Boo. I don't know if I'm weird, but nobody's heard of it. And I feel like I'm insane. So I'm going to trash anyone who's never seen the banana splits in their lifetime. What do you care? So you're watching commercials of Boomerang or commercials of old TV shows on Boomerang? Commercials of old TV shows on Boomerang. What? So you're going to YouTube. There's commercials about old TV shows promoting that they're coming up on Boomerang. And one of those shows was the banana splits, which is a kid's show, which is like a weird psychedelic puppet muppet show from the late 60s yes that and one was great and, and, then... and you shared it and you were upset that nobody on your timeline had ever heard of the banana splits yes come on man okay so you grew up as a kid watching Boomer. yes 100 i mean the banana splits are a classic i mean it's my mom's one of my mom's favorites so i had to watch it as a kid and really yes and it's it's it is a little odd i mean it's basically a bunch of people in you know, costumes running around in the amusement park. High-waisted weirdo. No, no, no. It's not a little weird. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, and there I mean, are a lot of drugs involved in the Hanna-Barbera, like, think tank to make come up with this look, show. you got people in animal costumes running around in the amusement park. If you're eight years old, nine years old, like, that, that's all you need. Those theme songs. La, 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 Two banana, three banana, four. Four bananas make a 
Shut that soft ass up. That was the, the iconic banana splits theme song. I agree. Like these kids need to be cultured. You don't know banana splits. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm really proud of you guys because me and Pete fight this fight every single day on this show. I am not a shy guy. That our stuff that we love from the 70s and 80s, nobody knows about anymore. And I would have pegged both of you guys for never having heard of the Banana Splits because I don't think it's really that widely known. So I love that you guys are going to war over the Banana Splits. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Robin Topeka tweets from trashing the residents of South Carolina who found the missing F-35 and are currently converting it to moonshine still. Warning, hazardous material. Cigar smoking dude, DA, I'm trashing Brandon Staley. He just sucks as a head coach. Trash him. Overflowing landfill. Nick at the beach says Bogus was wondering about the probability of the F-35 crash and no one was there to hear it. I'm familiar with the area that it crashed. There's not much there but swamp and farmland. It's possible it went down without witness. Stinky debris. I don't know if that was a trash, but the hidden pickle is trashing my four-year-old son. He just started going to preschool like four months ago. Now I'm sick every other week from the germs of these snot-nosed little kids. Hashtag garbage. Are those maggots? The hidden pickle is trashing my son's previous college as it keeps sending me fundraising letters a year after he left school. Trash him. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Isn't it amazing when you spend as much as you do now on college, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars a year at minimum, and then after you've taken out a loan of, some God-forsaken amount of money that the school then sends you a letter for donations? Can you believe that this is the way that this thing works? Higher ed works with you spend money for the service, and then after the service is done, you are expected to then just donate more money. I mean, imagine going to get your muffler fixed, and then every month after that, Meineke kept saying, it was really great, wasn't it? Want to just send us money? No, but it was like the time of your life, right? We're going to have a muffler alumni event. Don't you want to come? And you could definitely check that box for an extra 100 bucks, can't you? It'd be one thing if college was cheap, but you can't walk out of college with a hundred K in loans and then hit these people up for more money. And so, by the way, somebody get to my mentions and the people in there that keep telling me that there's more Monday night football games because of the writer strike that they're, they're not connected. They're just moving the existing ESPN Monday night games to ABC because ABC doesn't have content because of the writer's strike. Is that they're not putting more football games on Monday night. All right, thanks to EJ Stewart, executive producer, Ryan Botcher on the Wheels of Steel, Andrew Bogish on Headlines, and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.